This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're going to talk about grief and food. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I won't smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Womp, womp, womp. Hey, welcome to... The Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And uh, this is going to be a weird episode. It's uh, it's different. I will, first of all, let me do my weigh in. Uh, last week, last week, I guess it was two weeks ago when I recorded, I was up from 225 to 226. And on April 27th, I celebrated, celebrated, I don't know if that's the right word. That is the anniversary of my mom's death. We're going to kind of talk about grief today and food. But basically, I ate a plate of spaghetti the size of my head. And I'd had uh, the makings for spaghetti in my cupboard for probably literally a year and a half. And was like, no, 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 that'll just, that'll just kill my weight loss. But I was feeling like crap on that day. And... You know, to a certain extent, it worked. I felt great. I was like, oh, I haven't had this in so long, but it's temporary. And so I almost went up to 230. And uh, I was, uh, I got up to 229, like 0.8 or something like that. And I've, I've started to lose the weight. Uh, I'm down to 228 at this point. But it was not, a, it was one of those things where was, you wake up the next day and you're like, well, that wasn't very smart. And it's kind of weird to to give you a little bit of the background. Uh, my mom died when she was 59. I was 24. And the fun part was this was her second heart attack. Uh, she had been a diabetic her whole life, pretty much. And the, the medical people were just like amazed that she still had her limbs and could see. And uh, they were running out of drugs to get her out for lack of a better phrase. And they had an experimental drug. Wasn't sure if it was going to work. And then they said it might get be hard to get her off of it. And that's basically what happened. They got her on it. uh, Fine. It worked great. And then when they tried to get her off the drug, she had a third heart attack and that was it. The bad news was the day she died was the day she was supposed to come out of the intensive care unit. In fact, I was almost on my way to pick up a friend of mine because my mom was basically everybody's mom. And my brother walked up the driveway and said, she's gone. And I was like, what do you mean? And so it was really 
uh, quite the surprise, even though I'd had so many people think, I wish I could have had a, a moment to say how much she meant to me. And I actually had that because we, we had kind of like, hey, I might die and I don't want to go on respirators conversation. So we had that kind of bedside thing. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't really help a whole lot. And my fun part was I was in school. I have a sister with special needs and my dad was a long distance truck driver. So in the blink of an eye, I was now running a household grocery shopping, all that other stuff. Cause again, my sister's not much help. I love my sister, but she wasn't much help. She's got uh like pretty extreme Asperger's who, who those people do not like change. So that was a ton of fun. And then throw on top of that about three weeks after my mom died, my dad started dating. I walked into my kitchen and there was some woman hanging new curtains and I was like, uh, excuse me. So I, I don't want to say I didn't mourn my mom cause I did. And as the youngest of my family, we really had a connection because there was a time when my older brother and sister, I'm the baby where I was the only one home with mom. And I think she knew that, that this was the last kid and we just had a great time together. So when she left, it was as any mom, uh, you know, as this is the, as I record this, it's the Monday after mother's day. And that was the other fun thing when this happened, she died on, uh, I think it was a Thursday and like mother's day was like that Sunday. You're like, wait, what are you kidding me? And so I, I was like, all right, cause here's the problem. This happens every year. And and it's not so much like on the anniversary of my dad or my grandma or any of my aunts or anything like that, but there's a thing where all of a sudden I'll look up and I'm like, oh no, it's April. And, and most of my relatives died in April. My dad died in April. Both my aunts died in April and my mom died in April. And so I'm always like, ah, and I remember one year it was really weird because I didn't remember. In fact, it dawned on me on April 28th, the day after she died, and I felt twice as bad because I actually forgot it. And I was like, wait, I can't win here. So it's really weird. I mean, it's been, I want to say 31 years, something like that. It's a lot. She died in 89. So it was a while ago. And so I, I went looking for, like, there's a part of me that goes, is this weird? Like, am I, you know, it's it's been a while. Like, shouldn't I be over this? At this point, like I said, it's been 31 years. When it comes to food tracking, there's a new name in town, and that is Chronometer. It's a great app that gives you tons of stats, and their database is a whole lot more accurate than things like MyFitnessPal. Oh, and it's cheaper. One of my favorite things is if I have a food that's not in the database, I simply scan the label, and the software inputs the information for you. You can check out Chronometer by going to LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. That's LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. Have you checked out the Logical Weight Loss Resources section? We have things like calorie trackers, breath analyzers, water reminders, weight loss challenges, scales, fitness trackers, habit reinforcement, mental health, weight training. If you have sore muscles, we've got resources for that. Some of my favorite books, our favorite supplements, it's all there. Go over to LogicalLoss.com slash resources. What if you took the accountability of Weight Watchers and combined it with the support of a like-minded community and the spark of a weight loss challenge? Well, you can find out at monthlychallenge.fit. The next challenge starts on the 1st.
Use the coupon code NOW100 to get your first month free. Go to monthlychallenge.fit. And so I found this website on helpguide.org, and it said myths and facts about grief and grieving. And myth number one, the pain will go away faster if you ignore it. And they say, fact, trying to ignore your pain or keep it from surfacing will only make it worse in the long run. For real healing, it's necessary to face your grief and actively deal with it. And I think I have a problem. I, I really do. There are times, it's it's weird because, I mean, I'm 55 and I think about death a lot. Not in a, I want to kill myself kind of way, so don't get worried. But just the fact that I have no control, I'm going to die someday. And I think it's the fact that I'm running out of ants and uncles. And that means the next people in line are going to be my brother and me and my sister. Like we're the next generation after that. And it's, it's getting here quick. And there are days if I think about having to tell my nieces and nephews um, that my, that their dad has died, I, I just start bawling. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of a weird thing. Like, wh- why are you thinking about such a, a, a sad thing? And I, it's like, I have all this, I always picture like a, uh, you know, how you have like, submarine movies and they have those doors that you you turn the wheel to close it and if the the sub is sinking all this water will fill in a room i always feel like i have a bunch of grief locked up in a room and on occasion i will will turn that wheel and it'll start to trickle out i'm like no no nope easy nope go back in there so i don't think i i've ever actually f- like really gone through the whole process and I, I know that's not good for you, but anyway, it, it is what it is. Here's another myth. It's important to be strong in the face of loss. And they say, nope, fact, feeling sad, frightened, or lonely is a normal reaction to loss. Crying doesn't mean you are weak. You don't need to protect your family or friends by putting a brave front on. Showing your true feelings can help them and you. Well, I'm a teacher by trade, so of course I got into uh, I, I did a couple of things. I was the, the strong person who had to pick up all the, uh, you know, all the pieces, put them together, work on the, you know, deal with the, the funeral and all that other stuff in the newspaper and everything else. Uh, and yet I was also the guy that was trying to keep things light. My mom was uh, the person she was always in the kitchen. Cause that's what moms did when I was growing up. And uh, if somebody pulled in the driveway to take me somewhere, or I was going out or whatever, she'd go, hey, David, your ride's here. Hey, Doug, your ride's here. Hey, Kathy, your ride's here. And so we're all in the room with my mom. And just the tension is just, it's the time when they let the family in first. And you're like, yep, there's my mom. And so you just feel awkward. You don't know what to say. You know, some of us are crying. Some of us are not. We're not sure what to do. It's just awkward. And I was standing next to the window. And I looked out and there was the hearse and I said, mom, your ride's here. And it was maybe inappropriate. I don't know, but everybody laughed and I'm so glad I did that. So, um, but I know being the strong one is not helpful. Uh, Here's another myth. If you don't cry, it means you aren't sorry about the loss. They say crying is a normal response to sadness, but it's not the only one. Those who don't cry may feel the pain just as deeply as others they may have simply have other ways of showing it. Another myth, grieving should last about a year. And this is the one I'm like, that I'm kind of like stuck on. I'm like, it's been 31. Like, should this really still be affecting me so much? I mean, I've I've grown up. I'm an actual adult at this point. 
Uh, and it says there is no specific time frame for grieving. How long it takes depends on person to person. And I was like, okay, so moving on with your life means forgetting about your loss. That is a myth. They say, nope, moving on means you accept your loss, but that's not the same thing as forgetting. You can move on with your life and keep the memory of someone or something you lost as important as an important part of your life. In fact, as we move through life, these memories can become more and more integral to defining the people we are. And so they came up with this, how to deal with the grieving process. I think this goes back to like 1960. Oh no, that's in a second here, but they say, here's how you, you deal with it. Number one, acknowledge your pain. Number two, Except that grief can trigger many different and unexpected emotions. Okay. Number three, understand that your grieving process is going to be unique to you. So if you are comparing yourself to a cousin or a friend or a sister or whatever, and you're like, well, they seem to be fine with this and I'm a basket case. That's okay. Uh, in pretty much in all aspects of life, when you try to compare yourself to somebody else, it just doesn't end well because they're not you and you're not them. And we all have different baggage. We all have different circumstances. And they say the step four is f- seek out face-to-face support from people who care about you. And I guess I could do that. But there was a part of me now that goes, it's been 31 years. I don't want to, you know, why should I bring this up now? Uh, don't know. Number five, support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. Try to do that. If you're a regular listener of the show, you're like, "Mm, Dave, don't think so there, buddy. Number six, recognize the difference between grief and depression. And that one, I was like, huh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's it. I I have thought about this. When this whole Corona thing um, is over, I might actually go start seeing somebody. I I had uh, marriage counseling for about eight years with my ex-wife. And part of that was just one-on-one. We went our separate ways. And I just, I'm always a fan of knowing why we are, we, why we are the way we are and how we are the way we are. I'm like, it, it which sounds weird. It's like, I just love to talk about myself. Hence the podcast here. But um, Elizabeth, Kubler-Ross in 1969 came up with the five stages of grief. And I think this is more if you are dying. Like if somebody comes up and says, hey, you've got stage 12 colon cancer. You're like, wait, what? There's a stage 12? The first one's going to be, this can't be happening to me. The second one is anger. Why is this happening to me? And who can I blame for this? Uh, Three is bargaining. If there's any way that we can get rid of this, I swear I will do this. Going forward, I will eat broccoli every day. Then there's depression. I'm too sad to do anything because you kind of realize you can't get out of it. And then there's the last one, acceptance. I'm at peace with what has happened. And they say you don't have to go through each stage in order to heal. In fact, some people resolve their grief without going through any of these stages. And if you go through these stages of grief, you probably won't experience them in a neat sequential order. So don't worry about what you should be feeling or which stage you're supposed to be in. Uh, they say there is not a typical response to loss, and there is no typical loss. And that was kind of the bottom line to this, is the fact that we all kind of go through this in our own 
different ways. There's there's shock and disbelief. Like right after a loss, it, it can be hard to accept. Obviously, there's sadness. There's guilt. You may regret or feel guilty about the things you didn't do or say. And, you know, that's that. I guess that's what I, I got lucky with. I was able to go in and say, like, you were the best mom ever, you know, and have a moment with her. Uh, there's anger. You know, even if the loss was nobody's fault, you may feel angry and resentful. If you lost a loved one, you may be angry with yourself, with God, the doctors, whoever. You may feel the need to blame someone for the injustice that was done to you. And I know for me, even now, I'm like, I'll, I'll do the math and go, well, mom would have been uh, 90. You know, and I don't think until it's like 105 that I'm like, okay, she would have been gone by now. I've always kind of felt like I got cheated. There's also fear. A significant loss can trigger a host of worries and fears. You may feel anxious, helpless, or insecure. You may even have panic attacks. Uh, The death of a loved one can trigger fears about your own mortality or facing life without that person or the responsibilities you now face alone. And so how this can show up is fatigue, nausea, lowered immunity, weight loss, or weight gain. So you you might actually lose your appetite, or in my case, you're like, let's self-medicate with pasta, which will lead to aches and pains and insomnia. And again, they say seek support for grief and loss. Turn, turn to your friends and family. And then realize that many people feel awkward when trying to comfort someone who's grieving. And uh, what I did with a friend of mine that had uh, lost his mom, and I just went to him and I said, you know, I said, as someone who's been in your shoes, I just want to let you know that if you ever just want to talk about your mom to somebody, I said, I am always there to, to, uh, to listen. Because it is, you like, those people are like, oh, don't say anything around about moms in front of Dave because, like, he doesn't have one kind of thing. And if there was somebody who was like, no, no, we can we can do that or whatever. So friends and family uh, can help, but realize they don't know how to help. They don't know what you need. And so you might have to say, look, can I just talk to you about something and you listen? And most people will do that. If you're a person of faith, you know, draw comfort from that. Join a support group. There are people. I'm sure in your area, maybe, uh, that can uh, help you because grief can be very lonely, even when you have loved ones. Speaking of my sister, you can you can reach out to those loved ones, and like I say, it can be awkward for them. But I guess what I just wanted to see as I as I read all these different things, they all kind of had one theme, and that is there is no one size fits all for grief. And what I've learned is, you know. Food does not, it's not worth it. You know, when I stepped on the scale the next day, I'm like, that's going to take a week to get off. You basically did a week's worth of damage in a day. And I've always said, if, uh, you know, unless you're hungry, food is not the, not the solution. And so I I just was thinking of, uh, you know, Kenny Rogers, I think was like the first famous person that, uh, passed away during all this. And I just thought, what a, you know, not that there's any ever a good time to have a funeral, but like all these people needed their family and their friends and they can't go. So if you are one of those people 
and you're like, well, I didn't even get to do a normal grief thing. Just know you're not alone. And, you know, I'll put links in the show notes to these different articles. And I think that's really the bottom line to this is in whatever situation that you went through, there are other people that have gone through the same thing. And maybe that is the best answer is to reach out to a support group, find like-minded people in similar situations and just talk it out and work through it and just realize that I think in my case, you know, the, the one where um, time heals all wounds, I think that one is another myth that uh, is, is gotta be wiped off the board there. Uh, I think it makes them less painful, but I don't know that they would say they're healed. So what a depressing episode of the logical weight loss podcast. Um, If you're, (laughs) this is your first time here. Well, let's end on a, a good note. Let's say thank you to my new buddy, Michael Thompson, who is a, uh, a new logical loser. This is the uh, private Facebook group we have. If you go to logicallosers.com, also put links to that in the show notes, or if you just got to logical loss, you'll see a link to it. The newly designed, by the way, logical loss. That was another reason why I've, it's been a while is I redesigned the website to make it a little easier to maintain. So thanks so much for listening and uh, stay safe. I, I was listening to the mayor of Akron today and he was talking about how they strongly urge people. They're opening the malls tomorrow here in, in Ohio. And uh, he said, there are people that are like, well, I don't like wearing a mask because I hate the way I look. And there's just a part of me that goes, really? Really? Because 16% of the people that have died in my city are healthcare workers. And, you know, granted, there's a lot of those people that are, you know, nursing homes and things like that. But there's a chunk of those people that are people on the front lines And by wearing a mask, you help to contain this, you help to slow it down and help us reverse this. So forget being fashionable, wear a mask, practice social distancing, wear your gloves, wash your hands. And if you do get sick, for the love of God, stay home. (laughs) Really now. So uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Logical Weight Loss. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. This is Dave reminding you, live right, lose weight, live long.